Welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Bet Pod. And I'm your host, Seth Miller, and not just your host, but also the executive director of VetBiz. And what we do at VetBiz, we help individuals, veterans, and their affiliates, their family members, start their entrepreneurship endeavors by multiple ways through the counseling, giving them resources. But we want to be your place of where your business start from beginning to end in our region is Southern Illinois, all of Missouri, and all of Kansas. But this time today here, the vet pod is an opportunity for you to not just see my beautiful face, but to have some real good conversations with those veteran entrepreneurs or even supporters that can help you understand, maybe learn more of the nuances of starting your own businesses and some of those myths. So this is the time, this is the opportunity to connect with those people. And I, 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 I'm just I love what I do, and I love to be able to have these conversations with individuals. This this is going to be super, super, super dope. So, But let me tell you about my guest today, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. John Zorbach. So he's the founder and CEO of uh, the uh, BioFit STL. So it's a company that's dedicated to helping top performers achieve personal and physical growth through customized strength training backed by science. And he has a significant online presence with profiles on LinkedIn and other platforms that showcase his dedication to his uh, to fitness and personal growth. So welcome to the Vet Pod, ladies and gentlemen. And I want you guys to give us and Mr. Zach, excuse me, John Zorbach, a round of applause, y'all. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, sorry about that. I see. Zach. I saw Zach. I'm like, why is Zach? Maybe you got a Zach face, but no, that's good. How you doing, man? I'm doing, I'm doing great, man. How are you? And I'm doing good. Like I said, it's an honor to have you have you in. And ladies and gentlemen, um, one of the programs that we have with VetBiz is the CEO Roundtable. And that's where I met uh, John. That's where we have conversations or we have facilitators that come in from different walks of life to give value to our individuals that are in their growth stages or our clients and our business owners. And Zach is uh, one of those uh, participants being a client and a partner of uh, VetBiz. So let me stop, man. Let, look, just tell our audience a little bit more about yourself. Well, um, let's see. Yeah, I've been uh, involved with VetBiz uh, for probably about four years now. Um, it's been instrumental, you know, for me in terms of just networking from being able to use, uh, you know, Damon really is who I uh, kind of deal with the most with uh, just being a soundboard, you know, for me and just, you know, bouncing ideas back and forth. And especially in the beginning years, you know, not really knowing what I was doing coming off of, uh, you know, 18 years of military service, uh, you know, 12 of those at the time being, you know, full-time active duty and just utilizing the resources that you guys have, I think is, is, incredible the what you offer to veterans and to their families uh to take people from you know having uh an inspiration a passion or an idea and being able to see them through you know kind of bringing that to fruition and saving people from making some some what can be some pretty serious mistakes uh or some missteps uh in the way has been pivotal for me man so um first of all i just want to thank you for that um oh, 
Yeah. So my, my company biofit. Uh, so what we do is, you know, we're a strength training and a quality of life improvement company. And what I do is leverage, uh, basically mechanical, uh, resistance exercise training, uh, through an artificial intelligence, uh, ARX machine to deliver the safest, fastest, uh, and most effective exercise and strength training to the human body that currently exists. Uh, the machines that we use, use uh, motorized resistance. And so we can control the rate of speed uh, in which a, a client can actually produce or resist strength. Uh, and we also can set the machine to each individual client's uh, range of motion so that they have to do each exercise as safely and as near perfectly as possible. And so because of these things and because of the technology that we have, it allows us to more efficiently get people through exercise sessions in as little as about eight to 12 minutes per session, but usually no more than about 20 minutes a week. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I don't think you guys understand what he's saying. Essentially, getting to the best part or high peak performance and taking that time out. Right. And, and making that that window shorter. Is that is that a good way to um, uh, Actually, yeah. it's it's like, um, you know, it, it's like it's concentrated exercise. It's like mm -hmm. essential oil for your muscles. Right. Um, um, it is it's the perfect amount of resistance that your body can produce and also needs in the safest possible way in the shortest period of time because we have the sensors, we have the algorithms, and we have the methodology to know and to provide each individual human being, regardless of age, regardless of experience, regardless of conditioning level, nothing matters necessarily about the person other than just getting them comfortable and confident enough to produce force with their muscles to the maximum capacity of what their body can do at that moment. We capture that and we give them a one-for-one -one perfect reciprocative force back into their body so that nobody is actually doing a full body workout. It's not necessary to do any more than about 10, 12, and in some, in some extreme cases, 15 minutes per workout. Wow. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So look, let's take it back a little bit, right? Because you started somewhere. There was a time when you were an airman, and I'm sorry, where what uh, armed forces were you in? Uh, I, I'm actually I, I'm in the army. Uh, okay. I'm still serving. I was um, full time uh, mm -hmm. for a long time, but now I'm in the Missouri Army National Guard, still serving as a uh, as an M day soldier. Okay, no, great. So. <clears throat> So it sounds like you had quite a uh, journey. And I, after looking at your, your your bio, you did some time. You deployed, <clears throat> excuse me, in Kuwait. Now, how did that help to shape, right, you from being deployed in Kuwait to becoming a fitness uh, entrepreneur, right? Can you tell us a little bit about uh, your time in the military? Yeah. So um, I enlisted in 2002 uh, as a PFC uh, in the Army Reserves. Um I was already in college at the time and just didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life and didn't know how I was going to, you know, pay for school. And so I, I did what probably most uh, other people do is, you know, they join the military to get some benefits and some, you know, tuition assistance and things like that. Um, and did that for a couple of years and then decided to uh, take an opportunity to join. You know, uh, 
Washington University in St. Louis and my undergrad at St. Louis Commissioned in 2006 as a signal officer. And uh, the, the following year, uh, after having gotten back from officer basic course, uh, deployed to Kosovo uh, in 2007 uh, with the Joint Visitors Bureau uh, under the uh, 35th Infantry Division out of Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. And I would say that uh, that's probably where I got the bug, so to speak, in terms of just being a, a trainer, being a, a kind of a fitness professional, someone who um, helps other people, you know, become more healthy and more fit uh, and, you know, build more confidence and self-esteem in themselves, you know, through the you know, physical complexities of exercise. I mean, I've always been into sports. I played baseball and basketball and football growing up. You know, I was a quarterback. I was a shooting guard. I was a pitcher. Um, you know, I've always been very active, um, you know, started weightlifting and, you know, bodybuilding essentially when I was 16 and had, you know, I've been doing it ever since. And I, so I, those types of things always just came easy to me. Uh, and, you know, being in shape or, or having a, a certain aesthetic look was always just, you know, kind of, you know, part of my routine in my life. And what I noticed, you know, going through the military, especially as a, as a young lieutenant is, you know, a big part of that job is to make sure that, you know, the soldiers in your platoon are passing PT. Uh, and, you know, PT is a big deal, you know, in the military. And I think it's, a, it's, it's very understated um, and underexplained how important PT actually is uh, on a, on a plethora of different levels. I mean, I could, I could probably talk about that for hours, um, you know, but I noticed that there were a lot of people in the military who, um, or at least, you know, soldiers that I, that I was, uh, that I was leading, it didn't come easy to them, you know, doing pushups and, and being able to run, you know, longer than, you know, a quarter mile or a half mile at a time at any decent pace was challenging. And so not only was it my job, you know, to make sure that my soldiers were, um, you know, motivated enough and held accountable and, um, you know, getting good or at least standard, you know, scores on their PT test, it, it, it became, more fun for me and more fulfilling to me to actually work with these individuals on a one-on-one -on -one or you know one on two or three basis and once i got the feeling of like like how good that feels to have the ability in some cases uh and bring them up to to a better place in their life where they do feel better and they do have more motivation and they do have more energy and they do want to um, you know, explore other, you know, physicality uh, mm -hmm. modalities, you know, how they can take care of themselves and actually have a better quality of life. Um, I mean, I, I've, I've felt this the same way today as I did, you know, the very first time I ever experienced that with, you know, it was a sergeant first class back in, uh, in Kosovo that, uh, that asked me, you know, personally, like, I need help. And I know how hard it was for him to ask for that help, you know, especially soldiers, mm -hmm. one, men too we're not exactly right. taught we're not exactly given the uh the permission and so to speak to feel okay about asking for help you know and he overcame that you know that personal courage you know which is one of the army values uh you know and he sat me down and said look man i just i need help you look like you know what you're doing you know you're in the gym every day twice a day i see what's going on you look great you look like uh you know you enjoy this you know what you're doing can you help me out and <laughs> ever and ever since then i've always just sought people out to help um because it's the greatest feeling of all time you know, I love that. And, and thank you for sharing. And one thing that stands out within your story is <clears throat> you took the holistic or the fitness route, <clears throat> excuse me, for a holistic approach to leadership. If you think about it, because you, you realize based off of your talent, skills and abilities that your physical health could 
improve and is a part of the whole body and how you feel is how you're going to act how your act is how impactful you're going to be positive or negative when mm -hmm. you're doing your job or dealing with soldiers so i appreciate that no that that's actually that's that's a good way of doing it and on top of that i come to hear and realize throughout that story that your why was bigger than just what you were doing this is who John is as an individual. So you were able to help individuals out by way of what you already knew and loved to do. And so I want to take a second just to let our listeners and even viewers understand that your why is most important, right? When we're talking about business and we're talking about our our veteran uh, or or even our military background even if we didn't serve what is your why because ultimately your why is going to be connected to the service and value that you bring to individuals you agree with that john uh oh can you oh wholeheartedly you know um if you've ever read the book or if you've ever if you've ever watched um yeah, I, I completely, you know, if you've ever, if you've ever read anything by Simon Sinek, or, you know, if you've ever seen any uh, podcast or, you know, presentation that he's given, you know, start with why, you know, I spent in the early years, you know, before I was in the military, you know, as a young man, um, I was very money motivated. And I was always chasing, you know, being a six figure earner, you know, because I St. Louis. And, you know, I don't, I don't come from a very affluent family at all. And so it was like, I just wanted to make money. I just didn't want to be poor. Right. Well, you're spot on when it's like, you can, I mean, if you want to make money, you can make money. Making money is relatively pretty simple. You know, if yeah. you just trade as much time as you have and you try to hone your skills as best you can. Um, and you make as much money as you can and you just push everything else out of the way. But eventually, and sometimes this is a lesson that, you know, some people have to learn the hard way. They have to learn for themselves, you know, in, in a real life experience. If you don't have a strong why, if you don't have something that is getting you out of bed uh, in some type of form of service, um, you know, to the community or, or to your customers or to your clients or your patients or, you know, whoever it is that you're trying to transact, you know, um, from a business perspective, you're going to burn out. You know, everything else in your life that's going to seem like it's really important, uh, you're either going to burn out or you're going to lose out uh, one or the other. And, you know, I think for me, you know, learning that lesson very early in life um, helped me to become a better trainer. It helped me to become a better father, it helped me to become a better partner, um, you know, a better, better friend, you know, better human being overall. Just if you have something that if you have something that you want to express if a skill, a gift, a passion or whatever, and you want that manifest into the world, um, do what you love and the money will follow. And I, you know, it's been a cliche that has been used over and over and I've heard it my whole life, but I'm a, you know, I'm a real life Testament of every single day. I show up, I serve, I take care of the people who were, you know, under my care or my tutelage or whatever. And, everything else just seems to kind of work itself out as long it as I happen. it kind of happens, doesn't it? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Because it's coming from the right place. Well, look, I thank you for that. that was, I, I appreciate that. And it's so, so transparent. So you've managed to build biofit 
into a successful business while keeping the focus on science-backed strength training, right? So can you tell us a little bit about how you achieve this? Because if you think about like, was your background not just in fitness? Was it in science too? Or did you have to take a, a little pivot to understand the, you know, the dynamics of the whole body anatomy? How did that work? No, that's a great question. So I, I would say that I, I did, I definitely don't have like a hard science background. I mean, I don't, I never took any, you know, exorbitant amount of science classes or anatomy and physiology. Um, most of everything that I know is really self-taught. Um, but in the sense that, you know, before I started my business, I was a bodybuilder. Uh, I was a CrossFit competitor. Um, you know, I read all the magazines. Arnold Schwarzenegger was my hero. All I ever wanted to do was, you know, be and look like and lift like Mr. Olympia. Uh, so I, I did all the, the research, you know, I just, um, I read everything that I could get my hands on. I watched every documentary and movie that I could get my hands on. I've watched, you know, all the, the Jay Cutler movies and all the Ronnie Coleman movies and all the Dorian Yates movies. And, you know, just, the list goes on and on and on. And I would just consume everything. Cause I always just, I wanted to be the best at my, I wanted to be my best of whatever it is that I was trying to accomplish. And so just through decades of, you know, learning uh, those type of things, it just, I would just, I would read, apply, learn, keep, you know, keep what worked, threw away what didn't. Uh, and it was just a, it was just an ever rolling experiment over and over and over and over. Um, so, but in 2018, I discovered a, what I thought at the time was like this new revolutionary way of training called high intensity training. Um, that was developed basically by a guy named Arthur Jones in like the 1960s. And I was like, what is this? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Um, what do you mean you're only working out for 10 or 12 minutes a week? Like the, uh, the book that inspired me the most was uh, a book called uh, Body by Science uh, by a man named Dr. Doug McGuff. And what I quickly realized was that there's science and there's bro science. And I was subscribing <laughs> to this methodology of bro science where you just go to the gym or you run around and you make yourself really tired and you're doing set over set over set. And if you're not doing it every day for hours on end and just killing yourself to try to get results, then you just didn't want it bad enough or you yeah. weren't working hard enough or, you know, whatever. Um, and it, it, I didn't realize how much I didn't know about my own anatomy and physiology and biology and how exercise as a stimulus to the central nervous system of the human organism of what we are can be applied in a way that is not only safe uh, and injury preventative, but it can actually spawn better uh, muscle growth and muscular endurance and cardiovascular endurance and growth uh, with very little time, but with much, much, much more effort. And so what I realized is that when I was, when I was going to the gym and doing my conventional lifting weights and, you know, doing four or five, you know, sets of 10. And, you know, I realized that like when I'm doing a bench press or when I'm doing a squat, if I put a certain amount of weight on the bar and I put my program where I'm going to do five sets, you know, of 10 or whatever, what I realized what I was doing 
unknowingly at the time is I wasn't really trying to work my legs. I was just trying to push weight around. And so what I was actually doing was weightlifting, but I wasn't actually exercising. I wasn't mm. actually targeting the thing that I'm trying to accomplish, which is fatigue, damage, and grow the muscle group or the targeted muscle that I, that I was trying to train. Right. And so once I realized that the weight, the, the weight that you use is kind of irrelevant, the amount of reps and sets you do completely irrelevant. It, you do, you use whatever weight and you do as many reps and sets as you need in order to achieve the goal, which is fatigue the muscle down to the appropriate point where you've damaged the tissue enough that the body has to be adaptively regrowing and rejuvenating it in order to become stronger. Wow. So just a much different approach and using and learning more about the scientific method and the scientific approach to exercise is what led me to the technology that I have, which is just maximizing the contraction of the muscle, whatever muscle or group that you're using in both directions. So both positively and negatively, mm -hmm. meaning if you're doing a bench press, you push the weight off of your chest. That's right. And you equally use the same amount of effort and force as you bring it down to resist it from crushing your sternum on the way down. That's right. Right. If you're not using if you're not using enough weight in order to accomplish that intensive of amount of, of stimulus, it's not to say that you can't accomplish what you're trying to accomplish because you there's hundreds of thousands of trainers and bodybuilders and professionals all over the world that have been able to do it forever. But that's the reason why they're in the that's why they're in the gym for an hour. That's why they're there for two hours. And that's why they're getting injured is because you have constantly open and close of the joint, right? Mm -hmm. I can accomplish in five minutes with three exercises and as minimal amount of open and close of the joint and, and limit the, the damage than any other human being could accomplish for themselves in an hour. And it's simply because I have technology and I have the knowledge on how to ap apply the stimulus of exercise safer, more effectively, and more efficiently than anyone who's using conventional training. Man. Okay. So my mind is blown and I'm sure the audience mind will be blown as well. So how did you feel when you finally understood this? Did you just say, damn, I've... <laughs> I've been doing this backwards for so many years and I finally got it. So here I am. This is you. Here I am on the rooftop saying, oh, my God, you guys, you don't have to go to the gym five days a week for two hours a day. You know what I mean? You can really condense all that. How did you feel after you understood that? that concept? Uh, I think the first the first emotion that uh, I was able to identify was probably anger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, frustration, mm -hmm. disappointment, um, but mainly anger and ang anger at the, at the fact that, and I wasn't angry at anyone or anything right. necessarily. I had just, I had thought about all the hours that I had spent in the gym 
twice a day, sometimes two, three hours a day, almost every day a week for 20 years to accomplish a thing of mainly just trying to look good. You know, like when you're a young man and, you know, like you're, you know, you're on the hunt for a wife or a mate or a girlfriend or whatever, you want to be noticed, you know, by, uh, you know, by girls and things like that. And you want to have the respect of your peers. You know, you want to see who's got the, you know, the best chest, the biggest arms and all these things. Everything that's very ego driven, right? Um, I thought back and I said, wow, if I would have known when I was 18 or 20 or 22, if I knew, if I had known then what I know now, how much of that time could I have saved? What could I have accomplished mm-hmm. had I had all those hours, 10, 15, 20 hours a week, a part time job worth yeah. of hours of productivity <laughs> that they weren't ever they weren't ever taken from me. I get it. But but then I started to feel like, wow, this must be what like Nikola Tesla felt like, mm-hmm. you know, to have such knowledge and to know definitively what you have and what you have to share is literally better for the majority of the human race than what everybody else is promulgating. And then to not to 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 not have had access to that and had, you know, like, yeah, I mean, it was I was I was angry. But that but what I was very quickly to do is to transmute that anger and that frustration and that disappointment. And it propels me still to this day um, to try to, like, wake people up, you know, and, and just give them an give them an option to say no. That's right. This modality of exercise and give them the opportunity to choose something I never had the opportunity to choose because they might they might experience what I have uh, or have a conversation with me about, you know, what my philosophy is, as opposed to, you know, kind of what they were taught and, and what they do. And they may completely disagree and not have anything. They may not want a part of it. And mm-hmm. I have those conversations often. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the but my my passion is like or my perspective is at least let me give you the information. If you choose not to do anything with it, then, you know, that's kind of on you. Um, but I try to give people, you know, just like a father gives his son the opportunity to, to live a life that he never had. Right. I feel the exact same way about this type of exercise because it's literally life changing. It's, it will save you time. It will save you energy. Um, it'll save you money. Uh, really, if you understand, you know, the, the concept of opportunity cost, and if you value your time, right, you would rather spend an hour a week to accomplish the same result as it would take you 10, then it's a no brainer. (laughs) My goodness. You know, it's like, I can just picture it right now. It's just a a gut check. And those individuals probably, and, and I'm just speaking for them. I don't know. And you may know those individuals that push back on the ideal of this, part of this may be ego right or if not ego you know oh my goodness i've been doing this for so long the just the paradigm shift alone frightens individuals can you imagine that yeah i i can i can speak to that wholeheartedly because i i was that guy (laughs) there you go (laughs) there you go like i'm a recovering bodybuilder right (laughs) um when i first when i first heard about this technology I was, I was angry. 
Yeah. And I was, I was like, for lack of a better term, because it was, I don't mean this literally, but like, I was offended. Yeah. I yeah. was like, who are you? How, how dare you? That I can do, like, what kind of widget, snake oil, what, you know, what kind of malarkey are you trying to feed me here to tell me that there's an exercise machine that will provide me with the ability yeah. to replace my 10, 20 hours a week of what I know to be right. what is necessary because I've been doing it for 20 years. That's right. The problem, the problem uh, kind of arises, and you're absolutely right. Ego has everything to do with it. As men, we have, we have, we come from a culture and we are, we are, most of us are raised with this container of, yes. you know, alpha male, especially in the military, you just, more is more, right? And it doesn't matter if it's the smartest way to do it, you know, the whole work smarter, not harder, that, that doesn't exist anywhere. No, right? no. And so it's like, how many hours can you work? How many push-ups can you do? How long can you run until your legs fall off? How many bench presses can you do? What do you bench? What do you bench, bro? You know, right. like right. what's your squat, you know, whatever. And that is a very difficult um, mentality. That's a very difficult like rope to release. Correct. You know? And when you're not, because the environment of the gym is look at me, look at me. I am doing things to impress all of you. That's right. Right. It doesn't become about very few people. I don't, I mean, it's about, obviously I don't want to overgeneralize. No, I get you. No, I get you. Very few people are like the, in the, in the gym for themselves. Correct. There's some, there's some deeper onion core why as to why they're doing that. But sometimes those things can be very subconscious. And so when you're dealing with this level of, of this level of intensity of exercise, it's a very personal experience. Um, you know, because, when you're, especially like, for example, when you're, when you're on my machines, like nobody cares how much, how much weight you're pushing. We don't even use weights. Mm -hmm. We use a pressure plate, right. you know, like you're there for yourself. And this, this high intensity training philosophy, this high intensity training modality, um, it's a, it's a journey with oneself. It isn't, it isn't about how much weight you push or, um, you know, how many reps you can do or, you know, like how, how big around are your biceps? Like nobody cares, man. Right? <laughs> because, because let me tell you something, right? Some of the richest people in the world, mm -hmm. the people who are the most innovative, the people who are the, the most responsible for the way of life that we have today, they've got the smallest biceps. Yeah. They can bench the least amount of weight. And the most powerful. Yeah, and they're the most powerful. So <laughs> this this whole machismo, ego, alpha mentality, um, it, it's not it's not productive. Uh, and so what I've learned and taken away from a lot of what it is that that this type of exercise on a on a much deeper level. I mean, it, it goes like the physicality of it is is just the surface. Right. Uh, it's the tip of the literally the tip of the iceberg. I mean. You're talking about a, a mental and a spiritual and a, an emotional resilience mm -hmm. that is required to take you as a as an individual and as a human being to a place of it's a bridge that you that you traverse of there's what you think you can do. 
Like there's what you think you can accomplish and what you're capable of physically. And then there's what you can actually do. Mm. Right. And unless you're a Navy SEAL, you probably have never had the opportunity to really find out what you're made of and what <clears throat> throwing, throwing the surrender flag or ringing the surrender bell really feels like. And so on purpose, on purpose. On purpose, yeah. All right, doing it, yeah, choosing, choosing, choosing that hard. Mm. Yeah. And so this, my machines, the technology that I have just does the best job of, and the safest job of providing that atmosphere and that opportunity uh, to any particular human being. But just the, the high intensity training philosophy as a whole that can that can provide somebody with that with that experience uh if you know what you're doing and if you understand how to apply the the principles of it um you know effectively and safely but ever since i've learned that and ever since i like i said ever since i read body by science ever since i understood and learned about you know who and what arthur jones was and what he and what he was trying to accomplish and and then all of the other you know followers of, of his over the last couple of decades um, it has completely, it's not only changed how I train, but I mean, it's changed my life. It's changed, uh, how I show up for, for my soldiers today. It shows, uh, it shows up for me, uh, as a, as a leader, as a business owner. I mean, it, the entire philosophy has completely changed and in my humble opinion, um, you know, evolved and, and, uh, elevated me as a, as a human being and as a person to levels that I, I never thought existed. John, man. Okay. So, well, first, before I close this, because I, uh, man, uh, where can individuals find more and learn more about BioFit? Where can they go? Uh, well, we do, we have a YouTube channel, which is probably the best place for information. Uh, mm -hmm. BioFit STL um, mm -hmm. is our handle on YouTube. Uh, we have a website, uh, BioFitSTL.com, or, you know, we've got Facebook pages. You can find me. You can, you know, I'm on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. uh, if you just, do a Google search for, you know, BioFit STL and hopefully all of our, all of our stuff should come up. Mm -hmm. Otherwise somebody's getting fired. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> but, um, but no, BioFit STL is our handle on, on all of our, uh, all of our socials and stuff. But YouTube is really the best place. That's where all my previous podcasts have been. That's where all of the uh, kind of long form testimony or uh, yeah, testimonials and mm -hmm. tutorials that I give. Uh, that's where all those reside. So that's probably the best place for people to go. And I love it. I love it. So here, this is what I want to do before I, um, yeah, I, I just wanted to make sure I, I threw that out there. But <clears throat> what advice would you give to other veterans or even affiliates, right? Their family members who are thinking of starting their own business. Um, well, I have a lot of advice to give, but if I could sum it up, because I know we're kind of running out of time, um, yeah. ask for help ask for help um find someone who has done what it is that you've done that you want to do successfully and learn from them uh whether it's a coach whether it's vet biz you know like you guys offer you know awesome services and the connections that you that you provide you know the people that i've been able to meet you know through uh the ceo roundtable has been incredible uh, I've found mentors, I've found clients, I've found friends, uh, you know, just the, the list goes on and on, but don't do what I did and become really passionate about a thing and just execute. 
like don't don't do what is like ignore your into like your intuition right like just i just have to go do it right like <laughs> don't do that. like ignore that part of your brain that says like i just have to go and do it like the persistence is important and like the grit and the you know continuing to wake up and and do the thing that you're trying to do to be successful absolutely like that's not what i'm talking about what i'm talking about is don't don't just go spend a bunch of money without a business plan don't try to write a business plan or try to go to the bank and try to execute a business plan without talking to somebody who's actually written one and executed one and you know be humble enough to make a plan have an idea take it to somebody who is more successful smarter you know more experienced than you and listen to all the reasons why they tell you you suck and it's not going to work and this is what you should do differently because those things are going to help you not only become more convinced in yourself if you if you have the right amount of passion but those people aren't literally telling you that you shouldn't pursue the passion what they're telling you is you shouldn't do it the way you think you should do it mm. Mm. allow allow those people to save you from stepping on the landmine <laughs> right you know the the you know like you don't want to ask the advice who do you know what what path should i take through the minefield of someone with like no legs that's not good. <laughs> and you might not want to ask the person with two legs because right. they may not have even tried going through the field but if you right. ask a person with one leg mm -hmm. they know where not to step right <laughs> that's a horrible analogy but i get it but sometimes <laughs> sometimes it is equally as val as valuable if not more so yes to know what not to do Absolutely. than what to do and so the 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 foundational advice i would give to any veteran or anyone who is wanting to pursue an entrepreneurial venture if they're you know if you're a technician and you're really good at doing a thing can you translate that doing the thing for somebody else doing it for yourself and offering that as a per, uh, as a service of a business in the marketplace that is a there's a huge gap between being a plumber and owning a plumbing business correct like you don't understand just because you don't have a boss and when somebody needs plumbing they call you directly and then you go plumb that doesn't mean that you're in business mm. that just means that you work for yourself that's right right so like understanding those things and just being patient being patient if you're as good as you think you are at the thing that you want to make money at, there's no rush. The market will still be there. The people with the money to spend on the thing that you have that, that you want to serve humanity with, they're still going to be out there. Do it right the first time. You're still, I mean, obviously you're still going to make mistakes. We all do. I still make mistakes all the time and I'm continually learning from them. But had I done, had I had someone I didn't know that biz was available to me when I had first started my business, but had I known that there was somebody out there that could have sat me down and said, look, I, I really like what you're up to. And I think, 
I think you're on to something here, but have you considered this? Right. How are you going to do this? That's right. And then, oh, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do that. How are you <laughs> going to afford this? How are you going to pay for this? You know, um, just ask for help. It's the hardest thing that any of us really have to do because we want to believe we can do everything ourselves. But if it's one thing, and this has rung more true than I'm, you know, really comfortable to admit this, this year, 2023, this year, I cannot and have not attained any success in my life alone. If I think about any of the things that I've been able to accomplish, whether it was in the military, becoming, uh, you know, a captain, a major, a commander of the cyber team here in Missouri, um, starting my business, generating, going from zero clients in November of 2018 to 180 clients and three locations now in the beginning, you know, in the end of 2023, none of that did John Zarbach accomplish all by himself. None of it. And anyone who thinks that they have is just not being, they're not being truthful. Wow. Oh, yeah. If there was a mic, sir, you will have to drop it right there. <laughs> Boom. That's it. Goodness. All right. Well, look, hey, John, I want to thank you so much for joining us today on the Vet Pod and for sharing your inspiring journey and everything and just these jewels. And I don't know if you heard in the background, every time you hear that, that was boom. Now it was many of them, but when I could catch it, right, that, that was it. So um, I'm sure that our listeners and uh, will take away a lot from your experiences, both veterans and, you know, just regular uh, entrepreneur, regular, there's no such thing as a regular entrepreneur, but any individuals that's interested in their entrepreneurship um, endeavor. So to our listeners, Hey, listen, make sure you go and check out BioFit uh, STL. Look it up, Google it, and it should be on the first page, okay? If not, we got some people to talk to, right? And, uh, <laughs> right, so if you're looking for a unique uh, science-backed uh, approach to fitness. But ladies and gentlemen, hey, this, this is what we do. John, don't go anywhere, okay? But um, ladies and gentlemen, this is here. Like I said, this is what we do here at uh, VetBiz. And again, my name is Seth Miller, look us up. Look up vetbiz.com. If we can be your hub for entrepreneurship, no matter what, just let us know. We might not be your source, but we can definitely be a resource. But uh, until then, have a great one.